Hello, Paul Green here with the Paul Green Comedy Podcast, episode three. Once I publish this, I believe I'm in the 90 percentile of podcasters, everybody. That's right. I made it three episodes because I'm a winner. I think that was supposed to be a Kennedy. If it was, it was probably one of the worst Kennedy impersonations ever. So, hello, everybody. It is December 2nd, 2023. Uh, this is my mother's birthday. So, happy birthday to mom. And, unfortunately, I am performing tonight. So, I will not be able to attend the uh, festivities we have planned for her this evening. When I say we, I mean my... Uh, brother is taking her out on a special outing to go see some Christmas lights tonight. But I will be performing at Jester's Improv Club just like I did last night. So last night I had two performances back-to-back. The first performance was, as I said, with Jester's Improv Comedy Club. It was a private gig, a private corporate gig. We got hired by a company called the Marketing Toolkit Company. And what ended up being really cool about this performance is it just so happened that uh, a lot of the employees who were present at this Christmas party used to work with me at the same company that I used to work at about, uh, gosh, it would have been 2019 was my last year there. So what's that about four years ago? So I just show up to this random corporate party and lo and behold, I see some really close uh, co-worker friends of mine who I have not seen in a while. And so that was really cool to perform with them. Uh, the gig itself was actually pretty rough. They didn't have us mic'd, which is always a problem. And at this particular Christmas party, there were a lot of children there. I mean, probably a good... 15 or so of young kids who were just running around and talking and, you know, doing what kids do. They aren't really interested in an improv comedy show. And it was at a smaller venue. It was really loud and boomy, really hard to hear. So just to talk over the noise without having amplification, which kind of surprised me. Uh, word to the wise, you almost always in every situation want amplification. If you ever think, oh, well, it's a smaller venue or it's a smaller space, we can just project. That's almost always never the optimal solution. Anytime there is a performance, you want to try to get some amplification. So there's a little uh, word of advice. But anyway, in this uh, situation, we did not have that. So we did the best that we could to um, I mean, I was pretty much yelling just to be hurt because, again, it was just this cacophony of sound, a very open um, kind of warehousey type venue we were performing at, wood floors. This, the stage was wood, and so I did have to really strain my voice just to project. But the show overall was very, very fun, and it was really great to see those friends of mine. And then after that show, I hopped in my car immediately and drove to the other side of Phoenix. So that show was on the east side and I drove all the way to the west side to do a stand-up comedy gig at a restaurant called Backstreet Asia, which has a little stage. It's an Asian restaurant, obviously. 
and they have a little stage where they have live musicians and karaoke, and then they do comedy on the first Friday of every month. I actually performed there last month, and the person uh, booking that, his name is Jesse, really, really great guy, was struggling to get comics. I guess he had a couple people drop out, and so asked if I could come out and do the show again. So I did, and went out there and did about oh, maybe 15 minutes of stand-up comedy. Uh, the crowd was pretty good. Usually in a setting like that where it's a restaurant, it is a little bit difficult to get uh, focus and buy-in because people are eating and doing their own thing, and they're kind of unaware that there's even a comedy show going on and don't really know if they care enough to do anything about it. So anyway, uh, that was the show but I had a good time there were a handful of comics everybody did really well especially given the circumstance it was a it's you know was not a totally ideal uh performance atmosphere but like I always say just my job to show up and give the best performance I can I really try not to let any sort of venue or gig or environment throw me as much as possible it's like Okay, the first gig, didn't have microphones. All right, that just means I got to project louder. Second gig, we're on a stage. People are eating. There was kind of a table in the back of a group of about 10 people who weren't really interested in the comedy show. So they're talking and, you know, enjoying their night and maybe would peek over and listen to the uh, what was going on on stage. But, you know, my job is to do the best I can to make the people who are paying attention, engaged, laugh. And so I did that. I I tried this new bit that I've been working on for a couple of weeks. It's a scenario where I genuinely think the way that I'm going about it is really funny. However, every audience that I've attempted it uh, in front of uh, has disagreed by lack of laughter. So... It's that situation where I'm going, okay, I think this is funny, but it's not landing anywhere so far. And I, I've only maybe tried it maybe three or four times, which is enough of a sample size to know, okay, I'm I need to I need to uh I need to revisit this. I have my speculations. It it has to do with the fact that I'm single and I'm also fairly agnostic these days and to me the joke is well that's just because I have a fear of commitment so I don't want to be committed to a relationship and I also don't want to be committed to a god I think that's a really fun kind of comparison uh type joke but I don't know it's not it's not landing I don't know if it's because you know maybe people who have a religious sensitivity get uncomfortable with me being a little loose-lipped about their God. I can understand that. I mean, I'm not being derogatory or anything. I'm just expressing my point of view. So anyway, after that show, I did my typical routine, which is I'll usually go to a restaurant that's open late. Tonight it was Buffalo Wild Wings. Pulled out the old notebook and started writing down a different approach to that joke. Changed up um, how I'm going to give it a try and see if maybe my new approach resonates a little bit better.
because I, I, I think I'm on the right track. I'm just, I'm missing something. I'm missing something. So that is the life of, I think, any artist, any comedian is you just try something, you do what you think is funny, and then the audience will tell you if they agree or not. And if they don't agree, it's, again, my job to figure out why and then to do my best to sell it better the next time. So uh, we'll see if I can figure out the old uh, fear of commitment <laughs> uh, uh, joke and see what comes of that. And then let's see. So tonight I will also, again, be doing two gesture shows, actually. I have an afternoon show with them, and then I have a show with them this evening in their theater there in Mesa. If anybody happens to be in Mesa, Arizona tonight, again, it's uh, December 2nd at 7 p.m., I will be performing with the Jesters. Great improv comedy club. It's family friendly, but uh, not cheesy. I think oftentimes when people hear family friendly, they kind of get this idea that we're going to be doing a, a Sesame Street show or a you know PBS uh, kids friendly cartoon or Barney, and that's not the case at all. It's just you know we just avoid getting too crude or crass and. I've had plenty of people who have come to a gesture show when they hear it's family friendly, they get concerned because maybe they're just in the mood for something a little more gritty, a little more crass. And I totally get that. And then I'll watch those people just laughing their bottoms off. Look at that. I'm even going to use family friendly language in this podcast. So family friendly doesn't mean unfunny. Um, quite the contrary. So it's a really fun show. Great to bring a day to. Great to bring family to. If you got family in town, if they haven't left yet from the Thanksgiving holiday, or if they're starting to trickle in early for the Christmas holiday, uh, come out uh, to Jester's tonight, December 2nd, 7 p.m. So after uh, getting my Buffalo Wild Wings, doing some work on that joke, rewriting it. I headed over to the good old trusty gym. So this week I recommitted myself to my exercise routine and my dieting routine, which I had strayed quite drastically from over the last couple of months. I really just got off of my good habits. About four or five months ago, I was really crushing it. I was eating very well. Well, when I say eating very well, I should qualify that. Eating very well to my standards. To anybody who actually is a legitimate healthy eater, you would still look at my diet and go, that is the most ridiculous diet, and the fact that you even consider that healthy is offensive. Uh, for me, my biggest poison is sugar. I love sugar so much, and I love soda so much. I can drink Dr. Pepper by the gallon, and I have. And if, you know, I've, I've tried the moderation thing. I've tried every sort of mind trick to reduce it, and it just doesn't work. The only strategy that I've had any sort of capacity to maintain a habit of not drinking too much for extended periods of time, which for me is a couple of months, is I'm doing pretty good is I do a six-day, one-day strategy, which is for six days, 
I just don't have sugar. I don't drink uh, sugar soda. You know, I do diet or Coke Zero or whatever substitute the soda companies are trying to convince me is actually healthy and zero calories. Who knows if it actually is? I don't believe anybody. But I do feel a significant difference when I am drinking the Coke Zero versus the regular high fructose corn syrup and just pummeling, pummeling my poor pancreas with uh, with uh, high fructose corn syrup by the gallons. And it's so bad. It's so bad. When I mean, when I am not committed to any sort of diet, I drink soda pretty much at every meal. So every meal is two or, two or three. I mean, refills. It's like I like going to restaurants that just has the soda fountain out and I can just go refill it as much as I can. And trust me, I take advantage of those free refills. Three, four, five refills um, at lunch, same at dinner. I'm not beneath just stopping off at a QT and picking up another 32-ouncer or another 42-ouncer during out the middle of the day. I mean, I'm just pounding that stuff. And the reality is it literally wrecks my everything. I can feel it. I'm more sore. My knees hurt. My back hurts. My sleeping gets screwed up. My uh, digestive system, I don't want to get graphic here, but let's just say that the old digestive system is not really functioning at peak performance. I've had a couple of near misses uh, getting to a bathroom in time. That actually happened recently. Yeah, I got the runs while I was driving home and had to try to pull off and get to a gas station. And without going into detail, I... I had a little bit of a, a little bit of a leak before I made it there. My buddy Josh Nassar, if he ever watched this, would love it because I literally had diarrhea and he seems to be real big on that. I might actually clip this portion out and post just this portion for my buddy Josh and tag him in it because of how much he talks about diarrhea. And uh, I love you, Josh. You're one of my favorite, favorite humans. So anyway, I have started my six days off one day on. So I give myself one cheat day and that just seems to work pretty well. I seem to be able to maintain that because I just know in my mind if I say, I'm never going to have sugar or a sugar soda again in the rest of my lifetime. I just know that's not going to happen. But if I just go, hey, Oh, I feel like having a soda right now. Oh, what's it? Oh, it's Friday. Oh, cool. Well, I can just do that tomorrow night. And I still drink the Coke Zeros and stuff like that, which does satisfy the craving in the meantime. Like, I don't mind those sodas. They're they're a decent substitute for me to just help curve the, uh, the sweet tooth that I have. And then on top of that, I have been exercising a lot. Um... One thing that I tried to do this year was I wanted to see if I could train my body to dunk a basketball on a 10-foot rim. And I was committed to that for a good seven, eight months. And then somewhere mid-July, I totally got off of that um, of that goal. And part of that goal, I was exercising a ton. I mean, hours every single day. 
at night. I was doing multiple jump programs and trying everything I could to increase my vertical. And it was so discouraging. But right near the uh, near the end of it, actually, when I got thrown off my uh, my rhythm, I started touching rim on a 10 foot basket on for about two weeks. I could I could do it on a regular basis, which never I, I honestly I was doing these programs for months and months and months with like zero result, zero measurable result. It was so frustrating, and I felt like I was working really, really hard at that. So I had some progress and then completely got off my my rhythm and my pattern, and I even had a couple people reaching out who were following my journey going, hey, are you still trying to dunk a basketball? We haven't seen you in a while. Where's the latest video and blah, 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 and I felt really bad because I had set out to do that and I was posting it online so that people could really hold me accountable and that's actually what they did they were holding me accountable which is why I was posting it online in the first place was for social pressure to keep that goal because as some of you out there may know it is so easy just not to do something just so easy Setting any sort of goal, whether it's a diet goal, an exercise goal, a workout goal, a, a, a business goal, a creative goal, a writing goal, whatever it is, man, to just stay in the trenches day after day after day after day is just so difficult, at least for me. And so anyway, I started putting it online so that I would get a little bit of social pressure, like people looking at it going, oh, hey, you still doing this? What's the progress? I haven't heard anything for a while. And that actually happened. So I'm very grateful to everybody who followed that journey, has held me accountable, and I am back doing that. So I tried to touch rim on Monday. Of course, I couldn't, but I was still pretty close. So I, I haven't regressed as much as I thought. So I'm hoping now that I'm back on the no sugar diet, which it's so interesting. I started on Monday, it's Friday or it's a Saturday. I already feel so much better. Like I can just feel my body is loosening up. The joints are loosening up. The muscles are loosening up. My stool is loosening up. Just kidding. And I'm really excited to be exercising. I've exercised every night um, or every day this week and starting to fill my body, start to strengthen it up, getting the muscles kind of moving again and getting used to working out and getting used to moving. And so we'll see. Let's see uh, how long it'll take me before I can jump up and touch a basketball rim. The uh, basketball court actually at my gym is closed currently, but I think it opens back up Monday. So I haven't been able to test my vertical as often as I would like. But I am back at it, everybody. So that is what's going on with me on December 2nd, 2023 at the Paul Green Comedy Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope your life is going well. I hope whatever goals you are striving to achieve that you hold to them and if I can just give you any encouragement get as much social pressure as you can do whatever you need to do to get accountability because I get it I get how easy it is you know when we are motivated when there's something that's really encouraging us to oh I need to do this thing and it's time 
and then you start doing the thing and then day three, day four, day five, week one, week two, whatever it is, starts to roll by and doing anything that is more difficult than sitting on the couch watching TV is not a simple feat. So keep at it, my friends. Don't give up. Get some accountability and let's all uh, let's all go for our dreams and let's not, uh, you know, backslide and regress as much as I have. Do, do better than me. It shouldn't be that difficult, everybody. But if I can fail this much and be this much of a disappointment and regress so much and just circle back and go, all right, well, I haven't been keeping these goals for about three or four months now. What am I going to do about it? Give up and just say, well, I'm never going to try again. Or do I just brush it off? What's that song? If at first you don't succeed, brush yourself off and try again, try again. One of those female R&B artists, maybe from early 2000s, somewhere around there. Anybody, anybody, uh, I'm sure I could Google it, but anybody uh, knows what song I just tried to sing, feel free to put it in the comments. Anyway, love you guys so much. Hope your life is going well. Hope you're finding joy in your journeys, following your dreams. And uh, I will hope to see you at a show soon. This has been the Paul Green Comedy Podcast.